Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to Culture Night. Where each week we drink fancy wine and watch movies that are in some way culturally significant. I'm Andrew. And I'm Sarah. And we're back. It's well, been, been a minute. Yeah. yeah. It's been a minute. We're kind of back. We're not fully back. <clears throat> we're just here for a holiday bonus episode. We might have more than one holiday mm-hmm. bonus episode, but to be determined. <laughs> we just felt like we really wanted to get back in the seat and uh, get back to this whole podcasting thing. Yeah, I actually went back and looked and it has been exactly two months to the day since our last podcast episode mm-hmm. came out on the day we're recording this. It was a lot longer than that. But I feel like we have not had one single second to even consider doing a podcast, mm-hmm. let alone actually sit down and watch a whole movie. I mean, we didn't have enough time to do a podcast before either. We just had kind of gotten into a rhythm where we just couldn't stop, that we took a break and then, you know, the break felt good. But now... I, I'm really, really glad to be back. Yeah, me too. Especially because it's the holidays. There's all kinds of holiday movies and mm-hmm. I'm ready to get in the spirit. Yeah. So I guess the podcast business, the main thing is that we've got a new setup going on here. Yes. We are still working out of the kinks. This mm-hmm. was set up yesterday and just trying it out seeing yeah. what it feels like to have like a more permanent podcasting setup besides just kind of hanging out on the couch where we watch the movies. So we'll try this out for a little bit, see how we like it. Yeah, we'll see. We might have to get some longer cords or move some things around a little bit. Yeah, but for those of you guys watching on, on YouTube, um, I'm kind of blocking this nice centerpiece that you put together. But it's, <laughs> Five dollar potted plant from Target. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry about that. Yes, but we want we want something that looks a little more put together than our couch and that we don't have to like rush to clean up around that can kind of be pretty stationary throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the more barriers there are to like sitting down and doing a podcast, the harder it is to actually do it. The more likely you're going to be like, ah, eh, not tonight. But having this setup where we can just kind of sit down and, and press press record um, should be pretty nice for sure. Uh, especially when we get back to season four, which we are still planning to do. Uh, we're still planning to do sci-fi. Yes, it will likely it'll it will be after the holidays. <laughs> it will be January 2024. Mm-hmm. Stay uh, up to date with all of the up uh, like. Yeah. All the goings on. Yeah, all the goings on with Culture Night Pod on Instagram at Culture Night Pod or YouTube at Culture Night Pod. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to email us, if you really need to know, email us at Culture Night Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that concludes our, our podcast business. business. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be, we're back for a minute. Hopefully we'll be back more regularly in 2024. Mm-hmm. So tonight, what are we drinking? Tonight we are drinking the 2018 Silver Reserve Merlot from Tobin James. We got a fresh shipment from Tober, Tobin James in our absence. Mm-hmm. And um, nice fresh grapes. Yeah, ready. Well, fresh ish. It's kind mm-hmm. of in the same years that we have been drinking wines, but mm-hmm. um, it just means it's aged well. Getting some floral notes on the nose. I can tell you what, we haven't been drinking any nice wine in our two month absence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it smells way different than what Fantastic, we've been drinking. Yeah. I do get a lot of, I mean, I, it sounds cheesy, grapiness. Grape, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very grape on the nose, not, not super alcohol, mm-hmm. forward on the nose. Let's get, give it a yeah. taste. Mm, thick and jammy. It is thick and jammy, but it also almost has like a little bit of a smoky aftertaste. Like a little fall sitting by the campfire. Not sure I get that. I, I definitely get the, 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 Thick and jammy part. Um, the descriptions give us any sort of notes. You'll find this Merlot rich, deep, complex, and absolutely cellar, cellar worthy. So nothing really on the whole tasting side of it. But um, sure, I could say rich and complex, but mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's uh, very good on the first note. I mean, like I said, we've not been drinking very nice wine. So mm-hmm. I'm m- very excited to enjoy this bottle and see what our tasting notes are afterwards. Yeah, We will catch you guys up after the pod or af- after the we watched the movie on what we thought of the wine as it opened up. Speaking yes. of the movie, what are we watching tonight? Tonight, we are watching You've Got Mail from 1998. You've Got Mail. Oh, man. That uh really kind of dates it. I feel like that was such a really, like, common, like, phrase and, like, online, like... I mean, you hear it. Mm-hmm. You, you hear you hear it. If you know, you know. Like, hashtag IYK yeah. and whatever. Yeah. I was always like jealous of the people that had AOL just because of that Same. one bit. I'm glad you didn't have that. I actually there. went and added that sound effect to, I believe we had Eudora, I think was our, our email client that we had for oh my God, um, our old Windows did. computer. Um, added that on there just so I could like check the mail and, and see it say, you've got mail. You know, I really hate that you didn't give me more warning time that we were going to be doing a podcast tonight because I would have totally added the like <laughs> the internet sound, sound and the mm-hmm. you've got mail and all those like classic. The aim, like someone signing on and someone signing off sound Slamming effects. the doors. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Those were the days. If you missed out, I'm so sorry. The internet used to be a whole lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Better Um, subjective, sure. A whole lot different. Um, But yeah, so the rating for You've Got Mail is PG. And let's go ahead and hop in our time machine back to 1998. Um, so as we kind of already covered what the internet was somewhat like back then with the whole AOL Instant Messenger and, and the, all that you've got mail. Um, also going on around then, the top three movies released that year were Armageddon, Saving Private Ryan, and There's Something About Mary. I believe I've seen all of those. Um, haven't seen There's Something About Mary in a long time though. I was just about to say, I don't think I've seen any of those. So 1998 season coming mm-hmm. eventually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really want to do the, um, do saving private Ryan, saving private Ryan for like a war, um, mm-hmm. season, but, uh, Armageddon, we might be able to fit into the sci-fi season. We'll see how that goes. If we've not plotted out a course yet, we have not, <laughs> um, the top three songs released that year were too close by next. The boy is mine by Brandy and Monica and you're still the one by Shania Twain. Hmm gotta love some shania it is it's really hard for me to not sing the songs i know every mm-hmm. time i hear them but especially because i've got a little cold this week nobody needs <laughs> that i might change your vocal range maybe you can hit it really well Ugh, that, that, that's <laughs> a hard no um yeah but 1998 what a time i think mm-hmm. the fact that you've got mail came out in 1998 just like it's like it's so fitting like mm-hmm. a time capsule of what i think of when i think of that year ish yeah. I would, I would say 1987, 1998, like the, that year, like it was just a big recurring like sound effect you just heard all the time. And I'm honestly having a hard time focusing on what you're saying because I just hear that like internet, like it's all this running in the back of my mind right now. God, I love it. Oh, it's so good. Um, I knew someone in back in college that had that as their ringtone, which was just amazing to hear that go off back when oh people actually like gosh. kept their volume on all the time. Oh, um, so yeah, so. Have you seen it before? I have not seen it before. I have not seen it before either. So I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I don't know anything about it. I mean, I I hope it has to do with email. If it doesn't have to do with email. Would it be a lie? Um, <laughs> what if it's actually about mail? Like in the that, mail? That's what I'm oh saying. Like God. what if all these years I thought it was about email, but it's about like the US Postal Service? No, I feel like there was like some sort of like seen the preview on it where they were like emailing back and forth or something like that. Um, I assume they've got some sort of like, it's some sort of like rom-com where people meet but they are meet, basically meet online. Is this like the precursor to Tinder? Ooh. Can you have to ma- imagine having to wait mm-hmm. through AOL? God, you'd actually like to actually go to your computer and sign on or di- dial up and then connect and then check the mail and see if you've got mail. That would be torturous. Do I, do I need to have a you've got mail count yes. on, on this Absolutely. Um, so, is it, so is it Mike Ryan and Tom Hanks? I think so. I say that with about... 10% confidence. They were in Sleepless in Seattle together. Yeah. I think so. I feel like there's this, um, and I think I, I get it confused, not that I've seen this one either, but must love dogs. I think it's the whole like three word thing, like rom-com, uh-huh. like of the, that same era that I feel like there was, this was like a common style of movie maybe. It might be because I've not seen that one either. Mm-hmm. Add that to the lineup. Yeah. Man. To another, some cheesy rom-coms or something like that. But, I think there's also a whole lot of like crossover from characters that we've or actors we've seen in a lot of our culture night movies, especially season one of like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. That which um, unfortunately those movies were pre culture night. True, pre pod. Yes. Um, they are what inspired this. Yes, we. I feel like we do need to eventually go back and rewatch those two for the pod and kind of mm-hmm. make it all come a full catch circle. Up, a catch up season. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I really don't know anything about this. I saw that this was on a list of thanksgiving movies which maybe there's a thanksgiving scene maybe it all revolves around thanksgiving um we'll see i hope it actually has something to do with at all with thanksgiving otherwise it would be kind of weird that we watched this for a holiday episode yeah i'm gonna be really disappointed because i went out of my way in case you can't see to put on my thanksgiving shirt mm-hmm. because ah, i was in, I, like I was informed this was the thanksgiving movie mm-hmm. but is this a thanksgiving movie in the sense that like half the movies that we've watched on culture night have been christmas movies <laughs> If I there, feel like we get like one scene, one Christmas scene and we're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is a Christmas movie. How I come didn't we didn't realize know? this is a Christmas movie? <laughs> right? So uh, I, don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see what, I'm sure people who have seen the movie before are like, those idiots, of course it's all about Thanksgiving or, or there's nothing like, to do about Thanksgiving. Yeah, or they're probably like, yeah, there's maybe one small reference to the word Thanksgiving in it, but it's enough for us to, to count it. So yes. Any excuse to get us back here behind the mic mm-hmm. talking about movies and drinking wine, the most important part. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So I don't think I have anything else to add. I'm excited. Yeah. Let's go ahead and dive in. All right. You've got mail. Cheers. Cheers. We're back. You've got mail. Yeah. That was that movie. Sorry. You've got mail. There you go. Oh, you sound just like a man. Uncanny. I mean, it's a male voice, so I can only do it. <laughs> you gave so it about much. 8% effort there, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gave it more effort than I did the first time. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, I tried. Yes, that was that movie. Uh, we'll get into that in just a second, but first and foremost, the important part the wine. Yes. So, uh, our wine scale, as you are avid fans should remember everyone who the millions are in the world watching it is a zero to ten scale however it is heavily weighted because all of the wines we drink on this show are very good wines so a low score does not necessarily mean that it is a bad wine in fact it could be a very good wine it just is our very subjective scale um like we said heavily weighted Mm -hmm. so that being said how would you rate this 2018 merlot from tobin james I would rate the 2018 Silver Reserve Merlot from Tobin James a 4.0. 4. 4.8 for me. So, yeah. I, 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 you know, I went back and forth, mm-hmm. but it was fine. Yeah. It was not bad. Mm-hmm. I just, I've had, it's, we've had some, some wines that are just so good. Mm-hmm. And this was not like, stop me in my tracks. Oh my God. So unbelievably great. I remember this forever. It was good. Clearly I a step it. above of like the just general I drinking wines we Tell we you have. what, just took a sip of this black box, mm-hmm. which is fine. Not next to something the official, that's nice. Um, wine the, of yeah, the, the after, after show program. wine is fine, but it is not good when you have it after having this mm-hmm. Tobin James wine. It really puts it into perspective what four means. I don't know if you saw my face on the mm-hmm. podcast when I made the, when I took a sip, because it's just not, this black box is not good in comparison but I don't know. We also, full disclosure, just ate like a very strongly flavored ginger cookie. No, that has nothing and to do with it. I think that can totally taint your trip, your taste profile. However, uh, no, I agree. The, this wine, it didn't do much for me. It wasn't bad. It was just. Uh, but I feel like that tracks with their Merlots. I feel like mm-hmm. they're better known for their Zinfandels and some of their other like blends. And this one, I think in the past, I don't actually remember because we've had a lot mm-hmm. of wines at this point from Tobin James. But it it was fine. It was not bad. It was just. Not honestly, when, before, the, before the show, when you were like, should we drink this wine or this wine? I chose this Merlot because I figured it would be about on par with this movie of kind of like a, yeah, yeah, okay. I was surprised you chose Merlot because I thought you were going to pick the other one because I we notoriously like the other one better. And I do like that one, which is why I didn't want to waste it on this movie. <laughs> okay. Um. So. So that being uh, said, tell yeah, us what your movie score me. is. Uh, I rate the movie a 4.2. I am giving it a 6.8. A 6.8? Yep. That's high praise. Did I like the movie? Not particularly. Mm-hmm. I think, I think 6.8 is a is the culturally significant score that I was gonna feels say, you right. You must be heavily waiting in the culturally significant yes. part. Yes. Um, I, I feel like there were a lot, we can, I'll get into it, but like, I think there was a lot of it that was not like me watching it. Like, do I like this movie or not? It was, it was more. I mean, we can the, get into, into the scores now. Okay. Um, with, with mine, it's like it didn't seem like super quotable or anything like that. wasn't enjoyable to watch. I'm not really going to go back and rewatch it. I'm not going to like probably like catch it to the end if it's on. Um, really, the only part of it that got any decent score for me was the culturally significant part of really kind of like showing the the AOL, the IMing, that the, the the times of having to literally sign on and like talk to someone mm-hmm. that's the only reason to got like anything more than like a, a two for me i w- i don't i would pick it up if it was on tv if we were flipping mm-hmm. through channels that we don't ever do but if we were i would probably watch part of it again i don't know that how often i would sit down and watch the whole thing from start to finish i also do not think that it is very quotable but i do i, I remember when this movie came out mm-hmm. i remember everybody talking about it I remember the hype of Meg Ryan, which I have notes on that I'll get to later. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was so much of this that was so like part of that pop culture at the time. And I've wanted to see it forever. I'm shocked it's taking me this long to see it, but I like- I feel I, the same way. I have this just this, such this deep core memory of people talking about it at mm-hmm. like holiday parties or be like, oh, have you seen You've Got Mail? And 
I, I don't know. It just, it, it just felt like it, it had a big place at the time, but I also feel like so much of what goes on in the movie is so culturally significant. It was the beginning of meeting someone randomly online. Do I mm -hmm. meet them? Do I not meet them? Is it, is it cheating if I message something? I don't know. I feel like so much of that is, is what life and relationships mm -hmm. and how you meet people today. And that this was so at the very beginning that I just feel like it was just a snippet of what was to come as far as our society that I, I don't know. I feel like I had to give oh, it yeah, I mean, I was definitely getting like heavy dose of nostalgia throughout all of that. Um, and like I said, that was kind of the main reason why I gave it the score. I, I think it would have been received better if it had been like 30 minutes shorter though. So like a two hour movie. It was And it long. could have been heavily condensed down to an hour and a half at most. Yeah. I mean, um, we also had to watch it with commercials, you know, giving it the true 1998 yeah. TV viewing experience. Watching it on a, what, Tubi? Tubi TV. But. Watch it soon because it's apparently leaving that platform yeah. in nine days. I know. Hurry. Hopefully we get this podcast out quick, but <laughs> it's evacuating the dance floor. Um, yeah. It just, it seemed like it should have been condensed a little bit. You kind of get the gist you know, pretty early on of like how it's mm -hmm. going to go. I, I will say I did. I liked it so much better than Sleepless in Seattle, which again was not one that we have watched as the official part of the podcast, but it was the beginning of our movie wine adventure between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And I thought Sleepless in Seattle was terrible, which also would have gotten a little bit of a bump up because I think that was also a big like pop culture thing. But mm -hmm. I think so much of this with the internet and the message room or the chat, and or mm -hmm. yeah, chat rooms and screen names and that to me I think has and it, yeah we don't use AOL we don't use dial up anymore like that's all kind of a thing of a past but meeting someone online starting a relationship like trying to figure out how you stand I feel like so much of that is still a part of the culture today that I I, I don't know yeah like that it. that makes me really want to jump into the what's the movie what you expected but before that we have the movie description okay yes Ooh, so Ooh. I will try my best it's yes. been a minute since I've done a movie description um so. Tom Hanks's character is a like email pen pal with Meg Ryan's character. They both also happen to run competing like bookstore companies. Tom Hanks being a much bigger like more or less human like like corporation almost, and Meg Ryan's being like a small family bookstore. And that ends up complicating their pen pal relationship as Tom Hanks figures out who she is, and then by the end of the movie she finds out who he is. However, they are able to become friends because they still have all this in common from their online personas and are able to put that aside and become friends, lovers. I don't know. It's PG. So they hug at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think they kiss. Yeah, maybe I was too busy looking for the, the dog. dog. <laughs> they were not concerned about their dog. That was the, that was the most upsetting part to me. Anyways, that was an excellent description. Mm -hmm. Lots of details, a lot more than the one from the TV, which I have to now read from the picture I took off of my phone because of our new uh, podcast mm -hmm. setup. So I apologize. Um, this is the description according to the TV is books, book superstore magnet. Magnate. Magnate. Yeah. What is that word? It's like, uh, it has a lot of, I don't know. It's a word you hear the word you see a word you're just like that's what the word is you know it's like it's a magnet see reading the description is mm -hmm. <laughs> always harder anyways it's a, a wealthy and influential person especially in, in business yeah it's a, it's a magnet the book superstore big guy on campus it's a magnet he detracts all the money to him joe fox an independent bookshop owner <laughs> kathleen kelly fall in love in the anonymity of the internet both blissfully unaware that he's trying to put her out of business. Kathleen Kelly also sounds like she should have been like a weird superhero, like where her special power was being a librarian. Yeah. she. I mean, Kathleen Kelly is definitely like a librarian bookstore name. Mm -hmm. They Writer, script people, nailed it. I also just love how at one point he likes, like calls her Kathleen and she goes, Kathleen Kelly, like whispers it to herself. I'm like, <laughs> that's just like, when your name is that, you probably just won't always want to hear it. Like, combined. well, he went out of his way to not give his last name, so she was mm -hmm. playing on the fact that she gave both names. Sure. Anyways, I do think that's a a pretty decent description that doesn't go mm -hmm. too much into detail. No, not as any spoilers as mine. Um, was the movie what you expected? So I was expecting much more of a sleepless in Seattle type situation where they didn't know each other in real life. Yes, I I mean, the AOL chat rooms and, you know, meeting someone that you didn't know, yes, mm -hmm. was what I expected. 
I have a lot to say about the actual relationship that they had. And I was, I, I have a lot of things. I was much more picturing like one of those, like they, they meet online, they're texting, they like, you know, have this great relationship, whatever they meet in person. And just for some reason goes absolutely terrible and that sours it. And then they eventually like reconcile towards the end or something and figure out like that they actually do more match the like compatible online. Yeah. The, the results. whole like com- competing businesses, that aspect was not something I was expecting going into mm-hmm. it already being enemies. Um, I did briefly see that this is actually like a remake of a remake that was not called you've got mail, but was like based on some older ones. So I really want to like dig in and see like what the original technology is like. Was it actually just letters, pen pals, like message in a bottle. Who knows? <laughs> message in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to know. I, I do. Done. I feel like we're going to have some good deep dives for next week. Mm-hmm. Based on a lot of for next next week next next step maybe yeah whatever yeah we we it's have to bonus, do, kind of we weird. have to do a Christmas episode True. in sometime in the next couple of weeks that yes. we ha- we have to deep dive these next time. Um, next question was how well did it age? Like I, I good and bad. Mm-hmm. I think it is a very time capsule of 1998. I mean, we lived in this time, and we I felt so much nostalgia for so many of the things mm-hmm. here. I think if you didn't live in that age, it aged terribly. Yes. If you lived during that time period, it's very nostalgic mm-hmm. because it's so hard to understand what that was like for like, I know everyone's like, oh, like my generation, no one can understand them like forever. Everyone always thinks their generation is different from everyone else's. I feel like a generation growing up with that is just so different if you did not know that. There's a yeah. huge divide there yeah and now like she left her apartment without a purse and she didn't have a phone and mm-hmm. she she had no way to talk to people and i mean nowadays it's like wow that is so unsafe oh my gosh mm-hmm. what a terrible idea like that really stressed me out that i think just so much of that time is is so unbelievably different than right now mm-hmm. that it definitely didn't age well if you didn't experience it but even things that like you had to literally like log on you had to go through that entire process just to like check your email and like you said verifying password was step seven Mm -hmm. of the logging on (laughs) to aol so it it was like six steps to just connect to the internet Mm -hmm. before you could even like establish the connection to check a password and then it was like oh yeah let's check your password (laughs) uh but also like when she's on her laptop in bed emailing him or iming him you, she gets out of bed at one point. You see that she's got the Ethernet cable still plugged into her laptop. There was no Wi-Fi then. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it sounds silly, but like, you know, this movie came out in '98. So like Windows '98 like wasn't really a thing yet, or wasn't su- like did not. This came out in option. February of '98, so yeah. it was like pretty early on in the year. Yeah, so like it was a very early on age of just like people having their own personal computers. It was kind of wild to me that they all had, both had laptops there, mm-hmm. and even seeing what the chat room looked like when they were messaging each other back and forth is so different from what I remember the chat room looking like similar ish, but like Mm -hmm. it had evolved so much by the time that we really got into messaging. I mean, because we were what, like seven, eight, Mm -hmm. nine in this time that it was before we really got our own chat accounts Mm -hmm. aim. Not, we didn't have AOL. We've already established this, but our own AOL instant messenger accounts that this was super early on. And all of that. It was kind of also interesting to me that they had laptops for this because in my family, we didn't really, my dad had a work laptop like from his company, but I didn't have a laptop until college. Like no one in my family really had laptops that it didn't seem necessary for her to have spent that extra money for having a laptop as a like struggling small bookstore owner. Mm-hmm. And unless the laptop was cheaper, but I am then a full on like desktop. Much more expensive than, yeah. I don't know. I mean, my dad also had work. It was mm-hmm. all work laptops, but then he had the old laptops at home. So like I used the old work laptops and to play on desktops and then we event, I eventually got a desktop mm-hmm. and then I had laptops in middle and high school. <laughs> Brag about it. I, I was trying to be subtle about it. So that honestly, the, this ties in with how, how well did age is could this movie be made today? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent technology, which is like so cool. Different. Um, so I hope there's like a remade version that we just haven't seen yet. In that vein though, like I really, um, I I took, I made a, I made a note about their emails and the way they talked to each other, especially a lot of it where it wasn't really personal or digging into it and it really like topical where she had talked about how she had wanted to just dive in like as if they were in the middle of a conversation that it felt like their emails just felt like tweets passing in the wind. Mm -hmm. They were just like basically tweeting about their day, 
to each other to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I, mean, I think if it but was I, but made I liked today, that- it would be much more like a, this person was like tweeting or like, I'm sorry, Xing, like no one says that, uh, tweeting, you know, into the void and someone like starts replying to it and they weren't necessarily meant for them and like, or meant for them and like they, I guess, bond over that or actually then started discourse from it. I, I think it could go a lot of different directions. I, cause I mean, I read a lot or no, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I know there's a hot debate of whether audiobooks are reading books. I listen to a lot of books and they're are so many different spins on the same types of stories like this that I think it could be told in a lot of different ways, whether it's the tweeting aspect mm-hmm. or they meet on Tinder or, you know, some made up version or dating app type thing. I think it was Twitter. Be If it was Tinder, it would have to be more like a catfishing situation to kind of have the same overall vibe of this. Otherwise you'd see them and you see their pictures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it definitely have to be more of like a so- social media where you can have, more anonymity mm-hmm. i mean you can make an instagram account for anything yeah but we have a podcast instagram account that True. we don't have to have our pictures tied to it that i i think you know a dating app you have a picture mm-hmm. and from my personal experience if you don't have a picture swipe left yep very sketchy but i, I would love to see a more modern right i mean it would have to have a totally different title because you got mail is is exclusive to like a very short window of time yeah, in the, phrasing, you just the late 90s early 2000s oh my gosh i you hear it i mean i did my mm-hmm. best apparently eight percent attempt at sounding like you've got mail <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be bitter about that for a while but you you hear it you hear the phrase or you read even if you read the phrase you, mm-hmm. you hear it in your head yeah if you grew up in that time like that's just it, oh, so good um well speaking of the you got mail did they say the title of the movie in the movie yes they did yeah, yeah, the sound effect, and then later on, Tom Hanks straight up said it. You've got mail. Mm-hmm. It made me so happy. It's like my favorite thing of any movie ever. Is when they say he the literally lives for that. It's kind Especially of especially when they don't have to. But this one, it, it felt more. You kind of had to see the movie at least at some point with it. You got mail, considering it was the whole like AOL sound effect. Uh, does the title fit the movie? Yes, for sure. I don't really think there's any other coming out in the time that it did. Actually, using AOL, I think I feel like so much more often these days if people are using internet or apps it's a made-up version of something that's Mm -hmm. similar to instagram or facebook or whatever web browser they're using it it doesn't always seem to be like actually the app that everybody Mm -hmm. uses in real life that to be using the actual aol having the sound effects all of that that being said though i mean you could have had other other names like um let's see like uh lol love online which would have been a really apt way for people to bastardize LOL because people always wanted to say it was like laugh, laugh online, laugh out loud. Like, and it was a big, big debate on that. But someone, I, someone this was, I feel was, like even really before, like this was like right as people mm-hmm. were starting to make the abbreviations. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been a good play on it though. Like yeah, to, to do that or like e-love or something like that. E like anything what, was a, was a big thing at the time. Oh Yeah. But I think this was um, the the best. You've got mail yes. for sure. I was just thinking of other possibilities. Not saying they were any better. I I think that you're this usually was the pretty best. good with bonus titles. I still think you've got mail is. I, I I said this is you can't yes. beat it. But here were some alternate possibilities. I'm not saying they're terrible. I'm saying that I just feel like you got mail is too good. But right, nothing else would match up to that. Um, were there any actors that went on to do bigger things? Um, I don't know if there's on really bigger things. I there mean, was, there was a lot of big named people in surprisingly it. dave chappelle for some reason i was shocked when i saw that in the opening credits just seemed so odd out i don't of think of it was being an actor especially in some cheesy like rom-com uh, yeah white people rom-com yeah about about a bookstore dating. and online dating it just doesn't seem like his yeah. niche um and then it had obviously tom hanks and meg ryan they were big well before this and they'd already been in a movie five years before this um and then it had what's that guy's name he's in like everything he was in white lotus Zahn recently is yeah. his last name i don't have the remote over here um, to turn it back on steve zahn steve zahn it had steve zahn in it who's just in like everything um friends white lotus it then it also had uh the actress that played callie o'malley i think she was probably the most of the characters the one that went on to do bigger yes. things going into Grey's anatomy yes she played some weird hispanic um, grocery clerk and then went on to be a major role in Grey's Anatomy and probably made way more money in that than 
You don't think she made a lot of money for the three seconds she was on the screen? I don't know, man. I don't know how much money they they pay for movies versus TV, but I would assume that probably. I I think Grey's Anatomy probably. I don't know if she gets any residuals from this movie being shown. I don't think she gets residuals from Grey's Anatomy anymore, though. True. And then what impact do you think the movie had on pop culture? Um, A lot. I think it was very much a sign of the times of what online dating and internet culture and how people talked about being online the uncertainty that people had about like your relationship with someone online versus in person and and i love like how she was so embarrassed like oh we just we met online like it was she you could tell that was like this is so new and people aren't really doing this but like i've talked i've talked to this person we've created this relationship but I don't know if I, how I feel about it. And mm-hmm. I don't like, is it cheating? Because I don't even know this person. Like, this is something that people don't do that. I, I, I loved how they, how they portrayed that. I thought that was excellent. And it's just, it's crazy. Cause this was kind of showing something that people didn't really think of as like a valid way to have a relationship or something that people like really did. And nowadays, if you didn't know someone online or like talk to them online, like it, it, you can't even like imagine meeting someone and be like, Oh, I, I've never like chatted with them online. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we like people email back and forth or anything like that, but there's so many different like messaging and chat apps that if, when you meet someone in real life, the first thing you would do would be to like go home and like look them up, look them up on like Facebook or any of their online social presence and start like interacting with them through that to like mm-hmm. meet again or something. And I, I do feel like there is something that takes a little bit of the pressure off when you can talk to somebody even if you've met them in person first and then you're talking with them through texting or messaging apps or wherever you're talking to someone to have that beat to like pause and think before you respond, Mm -hmm. it can spiral out of control if you dwell on it too much. But I I do think it kind of gives you a second to to process what people are saying. Mm -hmm. And some people would argue that it's less authentic. But I also feel like sometimes like when you're meeting your person we spent so much of our early days talking because we didn't Mm -hmm. um, through messaging because we didn't live in the same place to just like have that like beat to like not just like blurt something out or to process what you're saying or or to be able to like give them your full attention Mm -hmm. if if you are just in like a situation where you're in a setting with all of your friends there's stuff going on all that you're just making like silly small talk you're not really getting into like deep conversations you're not continuing them over a couple days that to be able to say here's what's going actually going on in my life. I actually have the time to like explain this to you or you have the time to listen to me. Um, here's things beyond just the, Hey, what's the, how's the weather or where did you go to school type things? You can actually like expand upon that it is, is like such a, you know, at least in probably in the time of this movie, an underrated way of actually interacting with someone. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, like we get up, people get up in their own heads of, you know, oh, like I couldn't possibly say this to somebody's face. Mm -hmm. But when you have that time to be like, okay, like I'm not actually, I don't have to sit down and tell this person all of this stuff about myself to their face. Like I can, Mm -hmm. I can think about how I'm going to present it and kind of like talk through it in a way that I feel comfortable with. I think there is a lot of merit to being able to express yourself that way. It's definitely an extreme though of like like overthinking things. 100%. Having to ghost someone, but. Yeah, or playing the game of like, it's been six minutes since he responded. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I guess I have to wait six minutes to respond back or, you know, it it can snowball and get extreme. But can we talk about like the, well, there's obviously the the huge dopamine rush and just like euphoria you get when you like see that you've got an unread message from that person. Like it can be kind of like nerve wracking sometimes, but like when you, when you see like that, person's screen name and a message from them and you're like oh my god yes but then also tie that to when she signed on after she'd been stood up and she like logs on and sees that there are no messages from that person also that like crushing feeling of like oh man like do they even like me is this is this stupid like so i'm gonna like true confessions you right now we've been married for like how many years Mm -hmm. not 10 but like close getting close to it I still get excited when you send me text messages, <laughs> like still to this day. And we, you work from home, like mm-hmm. we're together all the time. But every time I get a message from you, I'm like, oh, he's thinking about me. Even when still. things just like, a, hey, our kid pooped. Yeah, still, <laughs> still to this day, I still get excited. And then when you go out of town and you, mm-hmm. I don't have a message from you, there is a lot of disappointment. Sorry. <laughs> so I just need you to know that like that still happens, even though we're it's not. a lot of pressure. Every time you pick up your phone, I, I need to have at least one message waiting for you. It's okay. I, I don't expect it all day long. i text whenever I go on work trips. <laughs> just know I just really love you. <laughs> and I really like to hear from you. 
But for real, you were talking about it and I was like, oh my God, that's still how I feel all these years later. But don't you wish I had like a screen name instead of just like my actual name there so you could like really feel that like Oh my God, I would love that. Because I have a note that's about screen mm. names and stuff, but I would, oh my gosh, I would love for you to have a screen name. That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into our notes. But first we have to answer one last question of do you feel cultured after watching it? Yes. Oh yeah, that resounding yes. Just... I, I love the nostalgia there. I also just love this was such a time capsule of that particular time period of like the late nineties, early two thousands of how, how you had to get online um, and interact the, like the really genesis of like actually meeting people online. And we were so young when this came out. So we, we didn't live this in this time period mm-hmm. sp- specifically. It has evolved since then to when we were more adults and looking for, mm-hmm. looking for love. But I remember the hype of the internet and the the screen names and getting my own and like we were, we were we were around for all we're of like this. We're like the just youngest so generation that still like really understands and appreciates mm-hmm. that aspect yeah. of like remembering the before times. The before times, I love it. Um, so with that, let's move into the notes. Would you like to go first? I would love to go first. Um, so uh, my first note is just I feel like kind of an oops thing when. Um, <laughs> Ooh. like that kind of an oops thing at the beginning she's going when she first goes to check her computer mm-hmm. she's getting ready to sit down at her desk and obviously the camera's behind her to see her computer and before she even touches the computer the, the like logging into aol screen pops up so she hasn't even touched it yet and mm-hmm. i think it was just a like continuity of oh she's not there yet she's supposed to be already sitting down and have supposedly clicked mm-hmm. on this already so i thought that was really interesting and then kind still of gotta love the whole like screensaver like People don't do that anymore. It's just, I didn't just, make a note about that. Open up your laptop and it, it's just there. But can we talk about screensavers for a second? I don't have a note about this, but like, I feel like it was ingrained into me that you had to have a screensaver because something like that was like better, like good for the health of your computer monitor mm-hmm. to have the pixels Wait, moving. You could get, get burn in. Yeah. yeah. So it's like literally what I call it a screen saver. It saves your screen by not having the same pixels. I'm sure there was like a technical term. It just, it it felt scary. It's like windows where they constantly taskbar at the bottom that could burn in. So then if you want to like watch something full screen or do anything, um, not that people were like watching streaming movies back then, but if you had something burned in there, they could just ruin the screen. Mm -hmm. But I also remember the like rush of being like, all right, I'm going to pick a new screensaver. Mm-hmm. Which one? Is it going to be like the pipes? Uh, build, I was going to say the pipes. Freaking love the pipes. Building up around or mm-hmm. the like weird ball that would turn into the cones that would then turn mm-hmm. back into the ball. Or the one that just bounced around to the various corners. Uh-huh. Or there was that weird one that would like look like a web. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that one as much. Um, um, so when my brother was in elementary school around Halloween time, he was in the library and decided to change the screensaver on all of the computers to a Halloween theme. It, it was a Jack Lantern one. I don't know if you remember that one from the Windows yes. ones. And it was Jack Lantern. It would just like flash a bunch of different like pictures of like Jack Lantern like type things like full screen, like orange, black, white. Um, and did not tell the librarians that he was doing this. They freaked out the librarians and thought that their like school was being hacked. And <laughs> they it took them like hours to figure out who the culprit was and figure out like what it actually how did they even figure out it was him i don't remember i think they probably like asked around or something um but they were like freaking out until they realized that they'd seen i guess him like walking around to the computers because my family was known as like the computer brainiacs and whatnot um, yeah of of the school and it turns out that it was not in fact the school being hacked it was just a simple change to a festive That's jacqueline jacqueline themed so kind of on that same so you keep we keep kept bringing up more and more screensavers that i forgot about we need to like deep dive mm-hmm. old school screensavers because i feel like there's so many i don't even remember were there clouds or was that just a background um i mean there was the, the bliss uh background for windows xp i don't know I, I would love to go back through them i remember when windows xp came out there were a lot of really cool backgrounds one that looked kind of like a doom video game that yes. would like, walk through like halls and stuff i feel like there was a screensaver that was almost like a video game looking one there's so many i could mm-hmm. go i could go on and on but love, there, love the pipes though. There the, was the stars so, that flew through the windows, uh, the whatever thing that would. I feel fly like there was through. like a banner that you could change the text on it. Probably, I yeah. think the like yeah, that yeah, banner yeah, you could yeah, like yeah. change it, and make it say whatever you want. And it would like bounce around yeah. too. Oh my gosh, we we went in deep right there, mm-hmm. but I just oh, nostalgically love that. Um, back to my notes for so I was kind of talking about how like Meg Ryan was going after her computer and the camera was behind her. I also it kind of irritated me that when Tom Hanks was going up to his computer to like check his mm-hmm. mail and the camera was behind him his his desk like his back was to the door of his room 
And that just unsettled me throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Because every person who's ever had an office, Mm -hmm. their computer is not facing the door. Like your computer is always facing away from the door. Yeah. Especially if you're doing something like meeting someone online that you're like embarrassed to tell people about or do anything like you, you want some sort of privacy when someone like knocks or opens the door to like have that second to quickly minimize. Well, I wasn't even going on to that, but like, he's also like a big business guy. He Mm -hmm. was like the, one of the founders of Fox and Sons business co like, wouldn't you Mm -hmm. want some kind of privacy just for all the stuff that you're working on about this, like major corporation that's taking Mm -hmm. over and ruining all the small businesses. I, I, that just irritated me. I'm like, he absolutely expect that it's more the espionage of like online dating. (laughs) Absolutely. But anyways, that just irritated me that his computer screen was facing the door. No one would ever do that. Mm -hmm. Stupid. Um, Let's talk about the fact that her screen name was Shop Girl. Yeah, no numbers, one, right? Nothing. Looked into that. I mean, was she like an OG AOL she was the first girl that loved to shop? I guess. Yeah, and I definitely thought it was like she loved shopping exclusively, but then I realized that she like worked at it. She was a girl that well, worked did say at that she was watching the Home Shopping Network when he showed up at her apartment. Yeah. I just was before I knew anything else about her. I just assumed she was like a like a Rachel Green from Friends that just loved Bloomingdale's and she does mention Bloomingdale's, mm-hmm. but like way more to the extreme of the like fashion industry than her little bookstore. Yeah. I also feel like screen names were so much of a thing of you set them once and most people just like never changed them or I, I think a lot of people either never changed them or chronically changed them. It was just yes, a, yes. Yeah. My screen name this week is this. Yes. I had two over the course of my screen name time. Mm-hmm. My best friend had about seven, maybe more. Yeah, my I mainly had two, but I overall had like 50. 50? <laughs> I mean, I, I changed them a lot because I figured I wanted like different ones, but for the most part, my online time was like probably like a 75, 25 between two. Um, did we have to have an email and a password to make screen names? I don't, I literally don't remember anything about the creation. I think it was just like a, as long as you had a password that matched the screen name, you could log into it. Yeah. Yeah. You just do it with the username and password. Crazy. I think it was later that you you could tie it to like a email if you wanted to like recover your password. Mm -hmm. But I think before that, it was just like the secret questions and stuff people had. My brain is just so like, I'm having a hard time focusing because it's so like visually full of like the vision of my my screen and the colors of like making your away message mm-hmm. and the chat box on the side and the sounds of the doors opening and closing and like I'm having a really hard time. It's it's like overloaded right that now. Thrill of making a new screen name and be like, this is new me. This is yeah, new yeah. year, new me. Hundred percent, new week, new me. You could just be like, I'm starting over. I need a new friends list. And start messaging people and say, hey guys, this is me now. Mm-hmm. Just that that like clean slate. Just love that. And the like w- actively choosing your away message mm-hmm. and like coming up with one that was like, you felt really crafty. Oh yeah. So much thought went, went into all of mine. I would probably just like turn into dust if I ever read them, but I would love a like history log of my away messages. So I had a, like I don't know if it was aim extension or like custom version of aim called dead aim where it could save all of my old messages. And I feel like it should be somewhere on my, old hard drive at my parents' house somewhere. I would love to go back and look through and see like what I said. I feel like it'd be the best cringiest messages ever. I I will say I have some printed out (laughs) conversations. (laughs) Why? I don't know, but I have found them recently (laughs) and it really hurt me. (laughs) Really hurt me to read from like eighth grade, like the worst time, the worst time to have a screen name and to have printed out copies of it. It was bad, but I I did find some recently. It was I, so did you print them out in color? I don't think so. so I, like I wouldn't a, dare use color ink. I'm just thinking like the whole, like, I forget the who, one was red and one was blue, like mm-hmm. whether you were sending it or like receiving it. I remember that being also really fun to game because you could do shift enter and then you could pose as someone else by writing their username with bold in that color and um, got into a lot of hijinks then, so. So now you understand why his family was <laughs> the computer family. I mean, internet used to be a whole lot better back then. It was different. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> this is getting long already. Yes. We're just like so deep in nostalgia here. Um, they always make Christmas in New York and like the holidays seem so magical, mm-hmm. but I imagine it's truly terrible. It's so like, must be so crowded and so like- So cold and windy. And it's also probably not as great now. I feel like 
the department stores were such a like a, a cornerstone of the shopping market mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s and the 90s and all before that and now we do so much shopping online that I just I'm always like oh my gosh that sounds so magical let's go to New York City and then I think about actually going to New York City and I just it's not for it's not for me but I also wonder like I think probably the population of New York from when this movie was created until now is skyrocketed but also mm-hmm the Christmas season is now five times longer and there's now a lot of online ordering that I wonder how different the crowds are there versus now realistically Mm -hmm. given all those other factors. Maybe one day we'll make it to New York to see. I don't really have any interest, but sure. I said, I said, that's why I said, maybe it's not high on my list. (laughs) There's other holiday places to go. Um, and my next note is I, I wrote, don't love the emotional cheating, but definitely so culturally significant. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of like you meet somebody and you're just like actively talking to them and you're that, if you're that excited to get a message from somebody you don't know, then you're clearly not in a relationship mm-hmm. that you need to stay in. Like, it's fine if you have met somebody else and you want to move on, but they keep dating for a really long time, all both of them. And I was honestly surprised there wasn't more fallout with those like breakups. It, it, right? it seemed like uh, movies made around then, it would have been much more of like a violent, like, uh, I can't believe you're breaking up with me, all this crazy stuff. The fact that it was, it was mostly amicable seemed my, crazy. And actually, my next note is I appreciate the breakup. Mm-hmm. Is I, I do like that this showed that, because I, I feel like for so much, especially of our youth, it was like, let me fight and be angry with you and we break up and I hate you. Mm-hmm. And this was and like, love is. you know what? I don't really love you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You don't really love me either. And that's fine. And so like, like, yeah. It's it, like, it why, just, why would we sit here and just be miserable at each other? It, and I think that's something that is so underappreciated and not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. And I love that that was an example of that. And you know, it's fine that you don't love, you both don't love each other. That's, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And like, don't waste each other's time by all means move on. Uh, Especially when they're, like, they're not married, don't have kids. If there's no reason for them to just sit there and just be miserable. Yeah. I also could not get a read on how old they were supposed to be. Because to me, like, these mm-hmm. actors are so much older than us as as actual humans that I was like, are they 40? Are they 30? I wonder how old Tom Hanks, like, was during that. Because that was 98. Tom Hanks was born in 56. So he would have been, what, 42? And Meg Ryan is... Yes. Which was born in 61 to 60. She'd been 37. So like not super young for this. Yeah. I'd say they're probably supposed to be playing like, you know, mid thirties. Mid thirties. Yeah. And that was that's what I eventually picked up on. But it was mm-hmm. it was hard for my brain to be like, how how old are you supposed to be? Because I know you're a lot older than me and like I don't know where this fits. Mm-hmm. Which was also weird when she was like, Yeah, someday my daughter's gonna take over this bookstore and she was not married, didn't have kids, and mm-hmm. like didn't seem like to have like a clock ticking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then just Meg Ryan in general. I remember the name being so hyped and she was in everything. She was in when Harry met Sally and sleepless in Seattle and this, mm-hmm. and like she was, she was like the it movie actress, but I just, I don't know that I get the hype. Like she's a very quirky person. Mm-hmm. Like all of her characters are really quirky, which is probably a lot more realistic to like the stereotypical or like the normal human person. Mm-hmm. But I just imagine most, or maybe just like our generation of like, was like the most beautiful, the most perfect, bl- I mean, she is also blonde, but like, you know, the perfect person was the, the the love interest. And she's just so much quirkier than I thought she was going to be that I have I have a hard time with it. I feel like she was just, um, had that like weird, quirky, like smile, whatever thing that I think a lot of people like really attached to and like, she seemed like she was just like a less talented, like. I feel like an Anna Kendrick would be like the more. Yes, she like, is quirky like her for sure. But I feel like Anna Kendrick is way more talented in so many ways than she 100%. is. 100%. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah. And maybe because we weren't like older during her heyday. Mm-hmm. I just, the more movies, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a Meg Ryan movie until this year when we watched When Harry Met Sally. But I think also like When Harry Met Sally, that one diner scene, I think is. She's what, also in Top Gun. Right, but I think the when Harry met Sally, like that diner scene, I think really set off her career, and I think it got a lot of people like really, yeah. like, you know, antsy in their pantsies for that. That I think that's like what really just kind of she just wrote on that of you know mm-hmm. I'm a Meg Ryan I'm in this movie and people just loved it, but yeah, not she's terrible. Yeah, but it's not I, it's not that she's bad. The, you know, superstar over the top. Yeah. It's just different her. than I expected my whole life because it was just like I heard the name so much, mm-hmm. but I was seven when this came out that or six I. 
I wasn't going to go see this movie that I, I yeah. couldn't get the hype of what people are talking about. So I don't know. It's just different. And, um, okay. So now I'm just going to sit down and talk about Joe Fox because it's my last note. He's a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can get over you being in your business, doing your thing, whatever. But the fact that he sees her in the restaurant knows that he's the one that, or she's the one that he's been Mm -hmm. messaging. And then he doesn't tell her and continues to see her and continues to run into her and continues to meet up with her. I would be mortified. No way when he showed up in the park would I say, I was hoping it was you. I would be like, you can go F off Mm -hmm. and you are never going to talk to me again. No way would I start dating you. He was a real dick. Like of all the Tom Hanks characters I've seen, this was like the least likable of them. Yeah. I, I, I was so angry of like what a horrible example of relationships this was for people that Mm -hmm. like oh he's done all this horrible stuff to me but i guess i'll fall in love with him absolutely not like Mm -hmm. like so gross and i mean i was really hoping that like i mean it was one thing when i when he walked was like gonna walk away in the restaurant and he thought he was gonna leave i was like Mm -hmm. that's really rude don't do that but for him to then go in there when he knew that she was waiting for him and then just didn't didn't tell her and then continued to see her. Oh, I was so angry. So angry. I can't, I, I can't believe this movie is so popular and that people like romanticize this form of a relationship when that's how, what he did. I, yeah. oh, it makes me so angry. I think though, not to like defend him, but to like play devil's advocate there a little bit is people didn't really know how to behave online then and how to like handle a, a online versus a real relationship. Um, that like, maybe that's kind of what they were trying to portray or, what they were getting at there, but it came off at least to us in present day is him just being a dick. Yeah. And like mentally just like messing with her and just really being mean. And I, and yes, and cruel people didn't know. And like, she even said like, they both even like mentioned like, how do I do this? Is this cheating? Or like, how do, why do I feel this way? I'm meeting, I've met him online. Like mm-hmm. they acknowledge all of that, which I did appreciate that they acknowledged that like, they didn't know what they were doing because it, it's super accurate. Loved that. And like, maybe I could get over him not telling her when he went and saw her in the store or in the coffee shop Mm -hmm. or whatever. But then he keeps seeing her. It's like, it's that he just keeps spending time with her. I would just, I just cannot imagine being able to get over that and not being just mortified. The more he like was like stalking her almost. Yeah. It just felt like really creepy. Like he was getting. Cause if he told her in the cafe and then they'd kept hanging out and he Mm -hmm. had like been like, give me a chance. Like, let's go out one time. And they, then, then then everything else with them in the park and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Sure. But to just like continue to embarrass her. Yeah. 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 Nope. Nope. Agreed. So anyways, that's my, those are my notes. Sure. So we'll go to to my notes next. (laughs) Sorry. I was just real fussy. Uh, well, just pivoting because I'm looking back to my notes, which started at the very beginning of the movie, uh, where the, I loved the very beginning intro to the movie when they show the like dial-up sounds oh my God, and yes. the, like moving the cursor on like the Windows 95 background, mm-hmm. just like just love those sounds. And Even the mouse drum. clicking sound, like there mm-hmm. is just so much little stuff that I'd forgotten. Amazing. And they were showing like this weird like 3D rendered New York City, and like I liked how it had to actually load parts of it. People just forget like things loaded mm-hmm. loading in layers instant. it wasn't like oh nothing 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 boom it was like you you saw the yeah like you said the layers like loading um very cool and then i liked how in the first scene where um meg ryan's boyfriend frank or something was mentioning about the state of virginia banning solitaire for i guess government workers or something for being too distracting and i'm like can you imagine nowadays like how many more distractions you have than just solitaire like yep. people could probably have like could five, five, five million games on their phone. So much more addicting, distracting than solitaire back then. Mm-hmm. But I like, I totally get the whole like, oh my God, this is ruining the uh, like workforce and ruining everyone's ability to focus and their productivity. We have to ban this, this game solitaire, the most exciting game of all time. Hey, I love solitaire. It's a great game, solitaire. but I think games have evolved oh, much more addicting so and much gamified now. But I, my first thought with that was the office. Cause I just feel like someone was always inevitably playing solitaire mm-hmm. in the background on that show. And it, like they're in the workplace being distracted and like, it's supposed to be kind of like a satire on mm-hmm. the office place. And I was like, Oh, well they were all not obviously not working in this like environment. And I and thought if they just was, removed solitaire. They would have been so much more productive. If only that Scranton was, the, was in Virginia, they wouldn't have had solitaire. That was, that was the thing. <laughs> if they were distracted just because of solitaire. 
Um, I like how they kept talking about the concept of going online. Mm-hmm. Like nowadays, everyone's always online. It's weird we if you're not online. online. <laughs> if like if your like phone broke or your like the internet in your city went out, otherwise you're just assumed to be online. I just can't imagine anybody who is not online. Mm-hmm. Like. You have to make a conscious effort now to not be online versus like, the opposite then of you had to actually sit down, be there, be present, and go take, through the whole- Take your home phone off the hook mm-hmm. so that you could be online. All the steps of you know verifying password and whatnot to, to, to get online. Yeah, and to, like you said, take everyone else off the, off the phone line if you didn't have an additional phone line. Just a different concept of how people were expected to be available. Mm-hmm. Had not have that status icon like turning greens nowadays everyone's always online so you just assume um assume they will be in the bookstore they talked about i guess online dating and someone referred to it as like cyber sex which i thought sounds so much cooler than sexting oh yes and like i feel like cyber sex was such a huge like issue that people were always like concerned about and i love that that was like so just like they talked about it but it was also like not a big deal mm-hmm. and i i liked that not not that i'm a big Mm-hmm. supporter of that but it was such a big thing like growing up they're like oh you need to be careful all these chat rooms you go in there people will cyber sex you and nowadays everyone's like concerned about like sexting and as if it's any different it's mm-hmm. it just seemed so much different and, and dirtier at least or like it was scarier because it was called cyber then. <laughs> yeah the word cyber, cyber really aggressive right? sounding <laughs> maybe, maybe another title for the movie could have been cyber love like, i already mentioned that their emails felt like tweets passing in the wind mm-hmm. just felt like they weren't really talking to each other they were just giving their general thoughts that nowadays people would just use tweets for but i also feel like if she hadn't said i like to start in the middle of a conversation with you mm-hmm. i don't think i ever would have thought about it i would have assumed as the audience member i would have assumed there was a like a bigger start to to each email that then led into what mm-hmm. they were talking about I, unless she had said it like if she hadn't said it explicitly, I don't mm-hmm. think I would have thought but about it. They were it. just constantly in like some sort yeah. of long email chain for sure. Uh, Fox Books was clearly Barnes Noble. 100%. Looked like I could I could smell Barnes Noble every time they showed a Fox Books store. Could we room. argue that maybe at the time it was a Borders? Maybe I don't know. Just... I was like a big Borders girl. Were there Borders around here? Oh yeah, Borders books. Oh, I, I could I vividly can picture the gift card that I received for a birthday from Borders books. I can see it in my head right now. No, I was a Barnes Noble guy. I, I remember kind of feeling controversial about it and then Borders went out of business and I had to be a Barnes Noble's girl. So, but I do love, I do love a good bookstore. I also thought as they were typing out their emails that they type and talk out loud the same way I imagine my parents like type and te- text and talk out loud while they're typing things. It was just so cringy. I'm like no one from our generation would like actually talk or text like that. I... I will say I did make a mental note when like watching Tom Hanks type, he was kind of like hunched over Mm -hmm. his computer and the way he was typing, I was like, do people like, is that, is it just like, cause his desk is a weird height that his hands feel really close to his face or Mm -hmm. he, he he was like very close to his laptop. And he also had the, the, the backspace or delete, like with the both fingers as opposed to highlighting and just deleting. Oh my gosh. When he was individually typing every single letter in his email, I was like, dude, control a delete. But he was doing that. He was literally using both hands to, to, to to press backspace faster because he thought that was the fastest way you could do it. Bro, you got to learn some shortcuts. It's like, it's those ways that really captured like that generation Mm -hmm. and how they, how they thought that was the only way you could do things. Rule number one in my elementary school classroom was let's learn the computer shortcuts because it will change your life. Mm -hmm. I remember being a sophomore in college and teaching my roommate that control P would print Mm -hmm. and she was mind blown. And I was like, how do you not know this? Yeah. So the younger people that I work with now don't know those shortcuts either. And it, it kills me. Like I said, we live in the golden age where we know the before times and the after times and we know how to utilize that power. I am very thankful we live in the now mm-hmm. times and I'm very thankful that we are who we are and that our children will learn from us. Yes, we'll make sure of that because it's it's terrifying. It's a scary world out there. <laughs> Be careful out there, everybody. Uh, we talked about Callie O'Malley from Grays being in there as the um, shop clerk. Um, can we talk about her scene for just one second though? That if she was in the cash only line, like mm-hmm. that was another thing that I felt like really dated this it was uh, like just the amount of times they paid with cash and we like hardly ever pay with cash at all unless and we're things on just, facebook marketplace only line yeah and like all the stuff checkouts are like you can't pay with cash are you sure you want to check out here and i'm like yeah i want to pay That's with my I card. Pay. but i that was a real like cultural difference mm-hmm. for me 
I thought the same thing. And I, I imagine that a lot of that was probably like due to avoiding the credit card fees. But yeah. I think that that was also just a weird, they, they need some reason to, to hold up a line. Yeah. Nowadays it'd be someone like hold, write, trying to write a check or something. Can you imagine writing a check for your groceries? Yeah, people still do it. It's awful. Turns out this movie is a Christmas movie. My next note. Hey, they said happy Thanksgiving. Did they ever say Merry Christmas? They talked about Christmas a lot and they had Christmas decorations. And They did not say Merry Christmas. To, um, I saw a turkey. Spring. True. I saw a turkey and I heard him say, say happy Thanksgiving back. Mm-hmm. And she said, happy Thanksgiving back. Okay, so, so it's a Christmas and a Thanksgiving movie. I, I would classify it as a holiday, a holiday movie. Because it gets the holiday season of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas. It is not as explicitly Thanksgiving-y as I was hoping it would be. Like planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. But, but they but what they did when they said Happy Thanksgiving, I was like, okay, Thanksgiving. Yes. I felt less bad about this being a holiday-themed episode when they kept leaning into the holidays there. Yes. So. And it, it was the hol- like the Christmas season, too, a lot. Mm-hmm. in the movie like the spring was the last like 20 minutes of this two-hour movie um and my la- last note was when she got stood up at the bar and then came back and he like had a message and just that that being like a really early version of just being ghosted oh my god i was kind of hoping they would use the term ghosted and mm-hmm. we'd be like oh my god it dates back to 1998 the, or- the origin the of origin of ghost being ghosted that it's still very true to this day where something happens or someone like doesn't like the way you interact and they suddenly just stop replying and just ghost you and there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. i'm i was so shocked that he actually did go back and message her at all like i assumed that was going to be the end but i should have known that the movie's only been on for an hour that they still have a lot of movie left to go but yeah ghosted for sure i think it probably could have been better if he actually had fully just ghosted her there and it wasn't until later where she like because they apparently went to all the same stores and were always seeing each other in public walking on the same streets. If she had heard him like overheard him say something that somewhat revealed him to be that character mm-hmm. or for, for her to like make that connection. And maybe it was like another like Godfather reference or something that he referenced a hundred times in the movie to like put that together. It could have been more interesting as opposed I, to him just going in there and being a dick. Yeah. I think the general premise of the movie time capsule. Great. Loved it. Mm-hmm. How they let it play out makes me very angry inside (laughs) just like i don't i just think it was just a like mean characters that just fell in love for like that didn't have any redeeming qualities he really did nothing to redeem himself Mm -hmm. to her and that's what makes me so upset i would honestly love not like a like a modern version of this but more of a remake of this particular time period Mm -hmm. like a better version not with especially with hindsight of knowing what that era was actually like and how it would go on to be looked back on to really take advantage of that whole having to sign on and giving a better like relationship story mm-hmm. through all that. And I keep being like, Oh, well like I feel like we give better representations of relationships and things these days. But I also feel like we've seen some movies and honestly, what was it? Say anything was the first one where it was like, I feel like this would stand up. Like that was what sparked mm-hmm. this whole let's start a podcast thing because we talked so long about their relationship and how they could talk to each other and that it's not they just say anything to each other. Oh Thank God that was not I mean, an actual some healthy podcast. relationships in this, the way that yes, their, their original, breakup, their the, breakups the, seemed uh, much more Kathleen believable and healthy than you see yeah. a lot nowadays. So there was something there. I still feel like there was, they put too much value on the unhealthy relationship. Yeah. Well, I think they, they kind of had the, the general, like the, it's a theme we've seen a lot in a lot of these movies where they have a concept and they come up with a general idea of people like are online dating and like they just let the rest of it just kind of fall into place. We don't put as much thought into the rest of the movie that I think you could think out, out a full cohesive good story to tell with all this and retain the nostalgia and retain all of the like actual limitations of how you communicate over that and tell a much more compelling end to end story from that. I, th- I want a remake of this, mm-hmm. a, a true 1998 or even like you could push it to like 2004 or five, like you could mm-hmm. push it up a little bit, but like somewhere in that time period, I would love a remake of this. Yes. You've still got mail. You've got mail too. You've still got mail. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you, I know what mail you got last summer. <laughs> okay. Now we're getting off the rails. So I think that we have 
summed it up for this week. Mm-hmm. I am glad that we watched this because it was on our original list of movies we wanted to watch for the pod. It was not the most Thanksgiving movie, but I will take it because they said it. And um, always take an excuse to pod. And always. And hopefully we will be back in the next couple of weeks with one more like Christmas holiday themed episode. And then for sure we will be back in 2024 with some uh, sci-fi season I four. I can't wait. I'm so excited for those. Yes, we are excited to be back. We have missed this so much. To stay up to date on all things Culture Night Pod, you can follow us on Instagram at Culture Night Pod. You can email us at Culture Night Pod at gmail.com if you have any questions or our thoughts or ideas for us we are always welcome to comments and you can also follow us on youtube at culture night pod you can watch our podcasts you can watch our shorts i think it'd be very appropriate if people emailed us after this episode yes please please send us an email so that we can say we've got some mail <laughs> you've got mail unfortunately we've gmail mail. does not have a you've got mail sound effect but i think they should bring it back because we're deep in the nostalgia era i could, I could wire something up i married the right man <laughs> All right. So until next time, cheers. Cheers.